Hello everyone, you're listening to The Essential Apple Show, a podcast where we cover the last 7 to 10 days in the world of Apple news, reviews, rumours, roundup and, well, anything else that catches our eye recently. This week, there's no Barry, he's on holiday and Matt is allegedly on a plane to Norway somewhere. If his excuses are getting a bit ridiculous, I don't know what is, but we do have with us the staple, the stalwart of the Essential Apple Show from his very own Mac and Forth show. We have Mr. Carl Madden. How are you doing today, Mr. Madden? I'm okay. Thank you very much. I'm a bit knackered. Hence why, again, I have not done my own show this week. Uh, it's, I tell you what, podcasting is a curse to me. As soon as I say, and writing for that matter, I'm meant to be writing something for for my Mac as well. And every time I take on these things, something else goes on in my life, completely trying to stop me from doing it. I just just don't understand. But at least I show up. (laughs) Yeah, at least you have that. At least you show the biggest amount of commitment to this ramshackle of a show. I'm I'm exactly there with you. Uh, What is it? I've got to review this week two sets of headphones, and I've just been given a pre-release version of Dragon Dictate 6. So after I've done all this... I've then got to spend another hour talking to my computer, or maybe not, because it's going to use something called deep learning, which kind of scares me with the amount of dribble that I turn out. But if it's half as good as the predictive text you get on the Google keyboard, it might actually be all right. Yeah, that's what they're pushing, isn't it, now? All this all this deep learning stuff, machine learning. I'm still waiting to see if it actually transpires into the real world it's actually really useful it's great in demonstrations all these different companies showing these things off but i'm waiting to see how it affects the working man so to speak well that's exactly it's all great seeing these really highly orchestrated demonstrations where they've obviously got the best microphone and the best scripting you can tell that they've practiced just hard enough to sound natural and not too forced so it's going to be interesting because i love dragon dictate i love talking to my computer but it's still well, as I said on the MyMac show, which we both appeared on this week, thanks, Guy. Is it Guy or Gaz? Guy. 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 Gaz was on holiday, so Guy was. was yeah, the host. but they both sound similar. It's easy one's to get an a mixer. American, one's a Brit. What do you mean they sound? <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make. Anywho, it's that thing of: is it actually quicker to use dictation? And so you wish you command with your hands off the keyboard, and then you're waiting for that command to happen rather than trying to do that command using your hands. I know it's that thing of knowing that you're waiting for something to happen rather than doing it, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I'm, I'm still of the, of the, of the sort of that using my hands. The keyboard is much more natural to me. I know, I know the other things can learn, like my watch is fairly good at getting things correct. But the problem is with, with dictation is if there's a mistake, How'd you fix it? You can't go, oh, can you fix that word there? Can you fix that word there? You've got to go back, either delete the entire sentence or line or paragraph, depends how much you've done, and either revert to the keyboard, which kind of like makes a nonsense of it all in the first place. That's, you know, and it also depends, like I, I'm, I'm, I've got a lazy, I've got very lazy speech. <laughs> Anyone in, like, you know, I'm a cockney, I drop my H's everywhere. I have to sweep them up by the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, so most things have some trouble understanding what I say, especially the word van for some reason. They they, they never get van right. But uh, yeah, you know, and it's not just us, the English, the British, I should say, like Scottish people have some trouble with uh, voice recognition and, and Welsh and various other nationalities around the world as well. We, I, You know, the Americans and the Brits sometimes seem to forget that there's a whole host of other people out there 
Does Siri understand, oh, geez, how far to end of the river? I've never tried. <laughs> you should give it a go. Say, Siri, do you speak Cockney? <laughs> you can. Well, on, Sorry, it's in airplane mode at the moment, so I can't do anything. You can do some corrections with uh, with some speech. Well, I say some speech recognition software. There's only one bit of software out there now. You can say correct that or what you can do if you've... See, this is where it starts to get a little bit counterintuitive. So if you've dictated a paragraph, you get a little selection box at the bottom of the screen, or if you dictate a sentence, I should say. And if it doesn't look right, you can then say choose two or choose three, and that will then replace that sentence or paragraph. If you want to replace a sentence, you can go select from mm. Wibble to Foo, yeah, but, and it will select all that. But the other thing, you know, when you're typing, you've got your inner monologue going on, and you're sort of planning where your, your sentence is going and how it's going to end up. But when you're speaking, you're ma- mainly concentrating on what you're saying now, and and kind of you kind of know where you want your sentence to go, but it doesn't always get exactly yeah. there as, as you so wish, just like that sentence there, for example. So I've never been comfortable with speaking long sentences and, and doing whole written pieces, doing, is okay, a quick message, like remember to pick up some milk or, or stuff like that, but I wouldn't trust myself to do a big, long dictated piece. Not, you know. Plus you'd have to start saying dictated, not read. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's why I was putting on the bottom of my iPhone signatures for a while. If you want any proof of just how frustrating it can be to get a sentence out, have a word with Serenak about some of the articles that I've tried to dictate. He just goes, Oh, man. Di- I, I, when I've seen them, I'm thinking, is he writing it when he's drunk or something? Well, for God's sake, he should stay away when he's drunk. That's me when I've got my dressing gown on, I've got a nice cup of tea, and I'm pondering up and down the, uh, the the front room with my slippers, thinking, you know what, this all sounds really, really good and eloquent and really well-reasoned. And I read it back and I go, I don't actually understand any of this. And it's not because this mis- misheard me, it's just, yeah, it's easier to type. Well, that's how I picture my nights out, you know. I, you know, once I had a few pints, I'm thinking I'm erudite and entertaining and stuff, and then I see the videos the next night. Well, uh, so on the night out, we will come to some Apple news in a minute. Your <laughs> gluten-free thing, diet thing that you said on the last show, how mm-hmm. did that impact your drinking prowess, this bank holiday we've just had? Oh, it, it killed me. <laughs> so I, and by the time Mass. I got to the bottom of my stein, first Mass. stein, I was drunk. And it pretty much you went were drunk on one mass. Yeah, I, I was getting drunk. Stein, stop with this math nonsense. Go and look it up on Wikipedia. Damn it! I go to Germany. So that's it's from Germany. It's a German editor. We will. I will find out if I go this year. I'm going to ask Germans. I will get some audio recording. I tell you what, we'll start with right. Any listener out there who knows what difference between a Stein and a mass, please tell Mark he's completely wrong. <laughs> If any listeners are out there that I'd like you'd like to leave some feedback as well while you're at it, that'd be quite handy. It's been it's been dry. I know we've had a dry summer, but our feedback's been well, should we get on with some Apple news? I've been waiting for you to start. <laughs> well yeah, I've always thought we've you know, got to have a good warm-up, so let's go in with something a bit more serious then. Apple fixes a serious security flaw after a UAE distance phone was targeted. This is from Reuters. Apple issued a patch Sorry, on... Sorry, what? From what? From Reuters? Not yeah. Reuters. Did we get Router? <laughs> okay, carry on. It's, so it's a mass. <sighs> Are you really sure about this? <laughs> if it looks like Reuters, 
Well, you got <laughs> router, router. Okay, well, uh, what about router and router or data? Do you say the data BBC in- is the Oh, you forgot you're one of those types, aren't you? That like to be your flipping. Oh, the was it the BBC pronunciation department? No, it's just Reuters. It's always been Reuters. Who? Who said it's Reuters? Everybody. Where's the source? Everybody listening. Where's the source? Right. Is there a Wikipedia article on how to pronounce (laughs) Reuters, Reuters, whatever it is? No. Right. Second challenge for the listeners. Please tell Mark if it's Reuters or Reuters. Not not sure how you're going to do that, but... Apple issued a patch on Thursday to fix a dangerous security flaw in iPhones and iPads after researchers discovered that a prominent UAE dissident phone had been targeted with a previously unknown method of hacking. The thwarted attack on the human rights activist uh, Ahmed or Ahmed? No. Uh, Ahmed. Oh, so I had it right. Now you put the seed of doubt into mind. Used a text message in that invited to click on a web link. Instead of clicking, he forwarded the message to you. Un- what? So instead of clicking a message, he forwarded the message to the University yeah. of Toronto Citizen Lab. So this guy has been targeted before because uh, they keep an eye on what he does, and he's been—I think he's been jailed a few times as well because he's a, a rabble rouser, as far as they're concerned over there. So he's always a bit suspicious of of you know various text messages and stuff. Stuff he get. So when he got this link, <clears throat> he forwarded the message to the researchers at the University of Toronto Citizen Lab. And they went through it and they discovered that if if he had clicked on this link, it would have taken him to a malicious site. And the site would have hijacked or jailbroken his phone on the fly and would have allowed the the various people at the other end access to his camera, the microphone, all his WhatsApp messages, Viper calls, anything. Anything that went on with that phone, all these chat apps, all these tracking tracking his movements and, 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 and things like this. And apparently the UAE got this um, piece of software from an Israeli company who are still selling various services like this. And they still sell them for the BlackBerry and Android phones as well. And nobody knows what they are. So that means they're not patched. (laughs) So, you know, all those people who say, you know, we should trust our governments. Well, yeah, you should trust your governments. Trust they're going to spy on you any opportunity they get. So, you know, UAE, well, they're meant to be our friends. but. if they do this to their own citizens, are they really a friendly government? I don't know. Well, it just reminds me of back when I was over there and the it got announced that BlackBerry had allowed the government to spy on people's phones. So this whole phone where they said, yes, it's secure, yes, it's private, and then it basically got leaked that they were leakier than a bucket with a dozen holes in it. Did you, um just going on a slight tangent, did you see the Jeremy Corbyn digital initiative stream? No. Not many people did. It was our Labour government, uh, not, well, one of the Labour... I don't think so, Sam. No, the the Labour Party, I should say. They tried to do this thing where they were going to be young and hip and a bit like me trying to do a periscope. It failed miserably. (laughs) Was there an episode of uh, The Thick of It like that when they were trying to launch the digital initiative? I don't know. That's a show I've never watched. Oh, man, you're missing out a treat. You've got to check that out. Is that on the Netflix? It was last time I looked. You never uh, know BBC ones on Netflix. They come on, on and off. Hang on. I've lost my thread completely. Oh, bugger. It was going so well then. So well. You're talking about Labour initiative. Yep. Yeah, this Labour initiative where Jeremy Corbyn was coming on to deliver his manifesto for his new digital age and his new party. Uh, and basically, <laughs> it failed. The, the live stream completely, completely failed. And then when they did release the document to the press, it was such a badly formatted, bulleted document. 
it was oh, it was just horrendous. So I just thought I'd bring that up as a nice example hey, of if, a if, if if streaming flaws can happen to Apple, they can happen to anyone. Exactly. So why did a British government? No, sorry, not British government party. A British political party think that they could pull it off? Although it would have been fun if we'd had someone speaking Mandarin, Chinese, Vietnamese in the background. That would have added a bit of variety to it. <laughs> I've had, I've been thinking a lot about iPhone security. One of my colleagues at work mentioned to me to this that Apple have been doing quite a lot of fast patching on the iPhone. Now, do we think that the reason that there's such a security focus on, on iOS 9 is because when iOS 10 comes along, it's going to leave quite a raft of phones behind? So do they reckon they try to shore up as much as they possibly can and make it as secure as they can before they just start moving forward and onto iOS 10 so they can just forget about iOS 9 knowing that it's all patched and all secure, maybe? I, I, I don't know. It's just like security seems to be there. Ever since they got hit with all that FBI stuff, they just seem to have had a fire lit under them when it comes to security. I mean, they was always, you know, pretty okay and strong with the security of all their various things. Like it used to be claimed viruses you can't get on the Mac, you can. But they were as secure as they could be. It's just ever since the FBI thing where... You know, and actually the FBI were given some software. They bought software for apparently a million dollars in the end, which did crack that San Bernardino phone. Unfortunately, there was nothing on it that they found of interest. But, you know, it let, it let Apple know that there are people out there with exploits, just like this company recently, with exploits that they know nothing about. And, and they're the worst ones. If, the, and these, if these are being traded on, you know, on the markets of various nation, nationalities, can national, national countries, sorry, can get hold of them and start to use them against their, their residents or spying on other people, then that's kind of really scary for, for a company like Apple who are really priding themselves on their security. So, you know, they've done a few things recently, like they've got the bug bounty now. Uh, this, this latest patch, they, they patched within 10 days and they got it out there. I'm not sure how many people who are not in the tech sphere or interested in tech know about this update, but hopefully people will check and see in the news, regular newspapers, oh, it's an update, we need to do this. Because I can guarantee you, like my folks wouldn't do it unless I, I instructed them to. So I've now just gone on to all their various devices and switched on automatic overnight updates. So in future... You know, they'll it'll just do it overnight, and they won't have to worry about it. And neither will I. I never but, uh, realized how um, how naggy Apple can be when they've got a was it nine three four? I think it was could have been, and it was just nagging me all the time to do it. But the reason what surprised me about this story was that so a guy gets a text, a guy gets a message with a picture, and then has the foresight to send it off to a university. No, because it had a link. It had a link, and the link looked suspicious. That's why. And like I say, he'd been targeted before. That's why he did it. I mean, you think about it yourself. You should never have a text message. You should never receive a message, an email, any message at all, and click on that link button because that is one of the first stages of poor security because you don't know, especially with all these shortcut links and uh, things like Bitly and stuff, you don't know where that link is taking you. You don't know if it's legit. I mean, all they have to do is fashion a very good-looking like iCloud sign-on page, which isn't you know the trickiest thing to do, and if you're not using something like One Password, which will automatically fill in most of the text blocks on that page. If you if if you don't spot that and you start typing in your your iCloud details, for example, they've got you. There's nothing. You know, once they they're in, they're in. 
So have um, I got to be worried then when Domino sends me a special offer to say buy yes. one get one free? Well, no, because yeah, absolutely. Unless it's got use this use this thing use this code. Just take a note of the code. Don't ever click on the link. Never click on the link. And it will be things like that. It'll be McDonald's. It'll be Dixon's. It'll be people you recognize. It'll be BT. It'll be Apple. It'll be Google. It'll be, you know, people, these, these hacker types, they're not dumb. They know the names that most people recognize. And it's not going to come from some weird company you've never heard of that sounds dodgy. It's going to come from a legitimate source as far as you're concerned. Damn. So those promotional offers, I've been wondering why they've never been turning up. That's been a waste of money. And speaking of money, Apple has signed a deal with Cash Money Records. This story comes from, I I clarified, in another sign that Apple really does seem to be trying to make its footprint in the world of music even more so. Apple has signed a deal with Cash Money Records, according to label co-founder Birdman. (laughs) (sighs) Cash Money Records. I haven't seen that yet. That's also on my list of things to do. It's I, on must... my server. I've, I've, it's on my, like, I bought it from iTunes when it was on offer, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, in fact, my Worth a Chirp is actually a show that... Uh, I, I don't know if you'll like it or not. Anyway, we'll get sidetracked. Um, Cash Money Records has some major artists, including, including Lil Wayne, Nicki Min- Min- Minaj, Young Money, Birdman and Drake. So that's quite some uh, powerful artists. That is, I mean, do they seem to be sort of in the same sort of region in... How do I put this? The hip-hop, same sort of, sort of hip hoppy type, yeah, the Dre sort. sort of thing. Mm. Oh, I'm being hip hop. It, it says um, further. Down. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not a fan of these exclusive deals. I don't think they're as long as they're like for a very, very limited time. But these ones where, oh yes, you'll only be able to ever hear this here. I just think they suck for the for the consumer. It's okay if it's a window. Fair enough, because that means everyone will get it eventually. But I don't know. I, I don't see... You're sounding very much like see, Taylor Swift here, just to point that out. Well, I, 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 do I? I? She's got a really husky voice then, hasn't she? Always, she doesn't sound like that on the song. Well, we're... <laughs> on the... <laughs> that would be one hell of a voice break. I've started getting uh, into uh, Johnny Cash as well recently, just to put well, another side down there. classic. That's classic. Anyway, but anyway, yes. So, you know, and there was rumours this week about as well about Spotify was getting a bit narc saying supposedly they were pushing artists down who were doing Apple exclusives. Spotify turned around and said, no, that's nonsense. So, you know, I, it's, well, they're never going to admit to it. Are they went, Oh yeah. Yep. We did. What are you going to do about it? No, exactly. But that's what I mean. I, I think no one wins this battle ever. You know, like Spotify is trying to sell, trying to settle new contracts with the, the recording labels, every label they're out of, they're out of uh, contract with. They're just doing it on a month-by-month basis at the moment because they cannot agree on their pricing, how much they will have to pay. And I knew this, I knew this was going to happen. It was so obviously going to happen. So every month, they are losing money. It doesn't matter how many subscribers they've got. They've still got to pay for, I think it's like 55% of their revenue goes straight to the record companies. And they are, they are just losing money. So the more subscribers they get, the more money they're losing because they have to pay out more money. But uh, yeah, so they are out of contract on, with all the three big labels. And they're, they're trying to get them to go down. And of course, the music label records want them to pay more. Um, and of course, Apple's in on this game. Google's in on this game. The only way I see it going for poor old Spotify is Facebook buying them. Because there's just nothing. There's, there is just that service cannot carry on. That cannot be your primary business. Because there's just no money in it. Everybody wants their 
cut of the pie, slice of the pie, and uh, there's just not enough money to go around. And it's you know it's a shame because Spotify was one of the first company really, at least for us in Europe, that was doing this sort of thing. And it's just everybody is so greedy in in that in that realm that there's just no money left for them at the end of the day. Once you start splitting it up against all these other companies like Google and Apple, where it's just it's it's an add-on service to to things that they already do elsewhere. And oh look here, and you can have Google Music, you can have Amazon Music, you can have Apple Music. None of those companies rely on the music stream as their revenue of income. So, what would you say then is um, what would you attribute Apple's success to in the world of streaming? How do you think they've come along? so quickly is it just because people have an apple device and they're more in tune to apple and maybe spotify takes a little bit more discovery what's your thought well apple if you buy an iDevice, it's there you as soon as you click that button it says do you want to join this thing for three months free of charge yeah just click it done if you want to join spotify you've got to go off you've got to download the app then you've got to go to the spotify website create an account sign up for the account uh, if you if you want to give me your credit card details to actually become a full-fledged member, you've got to do that. Come back to the app, add those details into the app, and then use it. What one do you think most people are going to pick? <laughs> well, the Apple Music numbers look like they're going to be bolstered even more because this weekend it was announced that there were talks with EE and Apple, and it looks like, well, it's not looked like, that very, very soon Apple is going to be given for free six months for those of you on the EE network who are new or upgrading customers. Well, obviously, not those of you who are. Those of you who are, it's yeah. going to suck because you're I'm not a- going to get that deal. Yeah, well, that's always the way you do that with Virgin. I remember Spotify doing something similar with to this with other uh, carriers around the world as well. I have vague memory of them offering a, a limited period grace for their service. I mean, it's good. That's, like, again, it's not going to cost Apple anything because it's, it's nothing. You, you're paying... What between a four, eight hundred pound phone of them? They don't care. <laughs> it's, it's like chump change to them. But they've this. They're growing all the time. The power default is 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 really strong. With this, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like a false thing, doesn't it? The power, the power default is strong default. with this one. Default leads to month subscription. Subscription exactly. leads to profit. And it's it's a shame. I do feel for Spotify because they did show the way. It's just that's. That's the reality of business in this in this digital age. And for you know, you've got to keep moving forward. You can never ever settle on your lows. As, and we as still some... haven't heard anything about Tidal in the last couple of weeks. That was a well, you, like I said, you nailed that the other week, didn't you? Basically, he had a new album out. But what's the best way to get press for it? Say that they could maybe be bought out by Apple and then try and sell some music. If I if if I was going to go to a new network, I would probably consider EE, but now my cynical side gets me on this because their data offerings aren't the best. So maybe it would make sense for them to offer this because I don't believe, and my source on the matter hasn't confirmed it completely, that your Apple Music streaming isn't going to come out of your data allowance. Now, that would be really good if it didn't, but obviously you can see the play here. You start chomping through uh, Apple Music at a high bit rate to listen to it. All of a sudden you have data. You have to buy more data, and that's where they make their money. So yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't actually. Music, if you even if you stream music all day, it doesn't actually equate to that much. It's video that's the killer rather than music. Music's quite cheap, data wise. Video even kill- on a high setting. And even in more music news, that we're getting to that time of the year again. No, we're not going to get to the 
September the 7th announcement. It's the Apple Music Festival, which is going to light up London with 10 nights of spectacular performances this September. Have you ever, do you ever tune in to any of the Roundhouse performances at all? Or is it just I, something that you've been aware of? I did last year because they had a whole country night, which I, I enjoyed immensely. Uh, I don't think there's anything for me this year. But um, I know people were just put in for it. You know, it's a, it's a nice little event that they put on. Uh, it's free. You just got to win tickets to go to it and stuff. It's a nice venue. It's a nice intimate venue, actually, the Roundhouse in Camden. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very hipster type place and uh, in a very hipster part of town. I think I watched, uh, when was it, a couple of years ago, they had Noel Gallagher on there. And then they, uh-huh. and it just amazes me because the events, if I'm correct, is it free? I can't, I always forget. Yeah, it's free. You just got to win the lottery. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to, uh, and it's not fair on me. If I win the lottery, I'm never going to have a chance to go there because it'll be five hours on the train and there's no way on earth I'm going to get back. But I suppose that's what you get for living. Well, it depends who you want to see. I mean, if you go and see someone who's, because they don't only just get like modern day artists, artists in, they sometimes get like musical heroes in. And, and Chas and Dave. Like well, status quo. Um, okay. <laughs> Hadaway. Who? Hadaway of what? <sighs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, I should have. That would have been a prime opportunity to use my same board that's now working. But it ain't. Oh, I take that challenge. I take that challenge. And as he says. No, didn't hear a thing. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> joking, 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 joking. I said, that would have been Guy. I would have been straight on the Skype to Guy's Skype number. In fact, I'm going to have to order another pizza from him soon. I'll probably watch it. It's just a shame that whatever... It's the thing of listening to music through the TV that I don't understand because most tellers have god-awful speakers and mine is no exception. Uh, So I might whack on the... uh... In fact, can you stream it through the Sonos? No, you can't. Uh, Well, the thing is as well, um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it this year because it's linked with Apple Music. So I'm not sure if you've got to have an Apple Music account to watch it this year or they're just going to do an app on the Apple TV like they did last time. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. Yeah, I did notice that. You are right. As you said, it's going to be for Apple Music only, which uh, I've been tempted to go back and give Apple Music a try, but I'm really, really... Really just holding out for them to give me another um, special offer. Well, fair enough. But I know I'm looking forward to in a few weeks' time when we get iOS 10, iOS iOS 10, and they bring all the new daily playlists online. I'm waiting to see if they are new playlists or are they just regurgitating the ones they've currently got. Because one thing I really do love about Apple Music is their their supposedly human-created playlists because they are absolutely brilliant. And I know Spotify does just the same thing, but they're more algorithm-based as far as I'm aware, unless they've changed their policy recently. And there's always a few when I, because I, I use Spotify, the free, the free thing, so I, I don't get to skip or anything like that. And I s- just listen to it and think, mm. as soon as it gets to a dud song, I say I'll stop it and go back to Apple Music and stuff. But uh, no, I, I still love Apple Music. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's a copycat service. Yeah, absolutely. I won't, I won't deny that. It absolutely is. But, I've never had a problem with it. I can still find my stuff. I can find their stuff. I've never gotten confused. I've never had any of my songs go missing. I've never had the plethora of problems that other people seem to have had, including Jim Dalrymple, who seemed to have lost a load of his live stuff. So maybe if you're... Because originally it wasn't looking at a digital fingerprint. It was literally looking at the tags and, uh, and the ID4 tags and things like this. Uh, ID3. 
ID3, ID4, I can't remember. Um, but And it was just matching up with stuff like, like that. And most people are not very clever or not very um, clear when they come to tagging some of their own music that they've put in themselves, especially in the old days where you had to do a lot of it manually before you could use the likes of Grace Note and, and things like that. I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to iOS 2. I've been using it on my iPad Air 1. I still can't use news. I've got the latest, latest beta on there, and I really don't want right. to just do a reset to see if it works. But See, it, that's weird, because I've got it on my iPad, and news works perfectly fine. Yeah, but you've got a fancy damn new iPad, the one that no, they care this about. My, this is my iPad mini. This is the oldest mini it will run on, and it works fine. Perhaps you should do a, a nuke and pave, something like that. Yeah. It's easy enough, so you've got iCloud, so it doesn't matter. It has, I don't think it's ever been nuked and paved. I think it's pretty much gone from iOS 8 all the way through. So you can't really oh. begrudge it for that. There's well, here this- we go. That's, that's the beauty. This is one of the things I do love about Apple. Having to, in in my day, I'm not sure if they fixed this by now. I really hope they have. When I used to like nuke away Windows and start again, and you'd have to you put the disk in and you'd load up, and then you, <laughs> you say, great, it's loaded on there. I'll just shut down. 254 updates. To- <laughs> God. I'm, I'm having to work in a Windows world, and it's just amazing how many articles I've read recently for the Stranger Things of saying, if this doesn't work, don't forget, you can pretty much nuke and pave your Windows 10 installation. You won't lose all your documents, but you may have to apply some updates. And we're on like a 100 meg line, and it's still, I mean, yes, we've got a Windows update server, but it still takes a blinking age, but... Anyways, back to iOS 10. So, um, I've just come across an article here from the Mac Observer about some of the lesser-known iOS 10 features. Now, I have seen a couple of these. Things like, and this is one that I'm really looking forward to, and it might sound a bit weird and a bit nerdy, but if you're working on a mail message and you want to edit that contact's information, you can actually tip, tap on the name, and then a little card pops up, and you can edit the information from there, which... Again, it's it's nothing major and it's nothing groundbreaking. And let's face it, unless Apple have been hiding some tech away from the public beaters, away from developers, what we're seeing now is what we're going to get. Uh, another feature is related pictures. So you click on a picture and you'll see. Uh, re- sorry, you'll click on a picture. You'll get to see related pictures and things like names, addresses, places, and nearby people. The App Store is going to finally split. Sorry, finally support split view on the iPad, which I wouldn't know because my I've only got an iPad one. So it's like I say, it's nothing major. I don't think it's anything to get overly excited about, which is going to mean bad news when Apple rele- release all of this stuff on September the seventh, and everyone goes, "Well, that's all a bit boring." But uh, this is where Apple have looked at everything and gone, "You know what? It's not just one big feature; it's the sum of the parts for a better experience." Wait. Exactly. These are all these platforms now. They're all mature platforms. Android, iOS, Mac OS, Windows, they're all mature platforms now. So, and it's, you know, recently Windows took the big gamble where they moved to Windows 8 and they just got shouted down for it because it was such a huge change that people just didn't want it. And maybe like, pers- you know, people with personal computers did, but businesses certainly didn't want something so radically different because yep. to them it's all training costs. So as, as, as you have these, these platforms rolled out there, you can't make changes too vast because it will leave people behind. It will make them nervous as they suddenly, 
like overnight see their especially like I said my my folks they've left automatic update on and they wake up the next day and their their phone's completely radically different that's no good you need to still hold a hand and this is why I think probably one of the reasons um, Apple never does these big step-by-step guides to all the differences they'll sort of like tell you vaguely what's there and you'll get that little demo as uh, Craig Federighi runs through it but then it's up to you to discover them or your someone will show you in a pub oh, how did you do that and you go this is how you do it and that's how you learn it's it's still that process of discovery because um, I remember like I say going back to Windows again I'd buy vast books about how to use Windows 98 or or 2000 or you know and uh, I've never bothered with that I know I live in a digital age now and most of a thing called Google exists but Still, it's, it's just one of the things I do enjoy about Apple still to this day is finding those little pieces because I'll suddenly come across a piece on iMore or something or Macworld and it will say, oh, did you know how you could do this? And a few simple keystrokes and you've suddenly achieved this thing which you didn't even know existed before you started reading the article. I always find that quite interesting. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for not knowing everything about something because you know, you do get a little bit of interaction from it. And let's face it, you go anywhere and you just see people out and about just looking at their phones. In fact, I was out cycling on the cycle path and there was this guy and it's a beautiful little area. The trees are just, you know, still got green on them. The sun was over the bridge. It was a lovely hot day and there was a, like a little estuary to the left and a boat and, you know, birds were flying, all that sort of stuff. This guy was glued to his phone, so much so he didn't see three bikes coming at him, slowing down, slowing down. And there's only when we stopped in front of him and went, excuse me, oh, yeah, let's just go past and he's back on his phone. So there's a lot to be, yeah, there's a lot to be said for not knowing everything. Um, just to touch on Windows 10 very carefully, uh, very quickly, you are carefully? right. Yeah, well, yeah. The anniversary update, oh, my word that's an unholy mess and you can see what they're trying to do and that has to be applauded but some of the execution is unreal to give you a very very quick example you get a load of default apps we'll call them i can't remember the windows 10 uh, terminology sorry everyone now you can uninstall them via powershell uh, run a script uninstalls them but it doesn't remove the icon so then you have to go in and remove the icons for the apps that you've uninstalled and it's just that sort of weird thinking of you can pin something to your start menu and then as far as I'm aware, it doesn't actually unpin it from the sidebar. So you've got to do the same thing twice. Now, I've had a very quick look into it. I've not really spent much time supporting Windows 10. So if you've got any hints and tips, you can get in contact with me via the Art Essential Apple Twitter and let me know. Oh, this- this is sorry. This is because you've got to use it now, isn't it? At work. Yes. Yes. That's what I was wondering. Why you're going on about it? Well, we've stayed clear of the anniversary update because that just seems to break a whole host of things, and it's almost like Microsoft didn't know what to do with an OS, but they knew they had to get something out, so they're just doing this whole rapid release thing to go right. Look at us. Look at us. We're doing it. We're doing it. But. Anyway, this is an Apple no, show. They, look, it's, I, I always feel a bit sorry for Windows because they've got a different situation of Apple. They, they, App, Windows still runs the world. It, it doesn't matter what, you know, you could say now Android runs the mobile world. Well, Windows still runs desktop world. And uh, 
it's very, very because they've got to watch out because most of their customers are business. You know, you might have people at home with their PCs and stuff, their Dells and Compacts and whatnot, and they've got Windows on there. But for the majority of people, it's it's a it's a business machine, and that is a very, very, very different market to to what Apple has to support. So most people who have a home computer, or, or many people who have home computer, mainly have Apples. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying most people have a home computer. If it will be an Apple. Hang on, how am I trying to say this? <laughs> what I'm saying is Windows, when Apple has to support people, it's mainly home computers rather than business computers. I'm sure there are some out there have businesses, but mainly their home machines. Uh, and that's a very different level of support to what Windows has to do with business because everything has to work and it has to continue to work. And, you know, they've got all these subsystems are running off of them. It's amazing, really. Whenever they push out an update, the whole world doesn't grind to a halt. No, that, that issue, and I, I know I bash on Windows a little bit. Windows 10, I've got to admit, isn't too bad, but it just seems to miss a few sysadmin things, you know, for the people who actually who actually have to look after these things in a blinking business environment. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do, Carl. We're going to take a very quick break here for three minutes. It'll be about six taps on your fast-forward button if you want to come straight <laughs> back to us. Hey, other, sh- other shows say that. We should be allowed to say it. We're going to go over to Nemo's hardware store and then we'll be right back where we're going to touch very quickly on some more Apple news and, of course, the big announcement. So, John, over to you. The innovative people at Cable Jive, CableJive.com, have two creative and really useful new products here on Nemo's hardware store. The first is called PowerPorts, P-O-W-E-R-P-O-R-T-Z. It costs $20 in the U.S. and Mark will have the links and the U.K. pricing in our show notes if he doesn't get a chance to add them after my comments. It's a car charger plug-in to allow you to use the cigarette lighter or the 12-volt adapter in your car to charge two iPads because it has 2.4 amp USB ports coming out of the plug-in charger that you will see when you go to the website. Then there's a long six-foot cable. Then there's another two-port plastic little brick at the end with a clip on it for the back seat of your automobile. So you can charge four 2.4 amp devices, the equivalent of four iPads, fully charged from your 12-volt adapter in your car. Check this out if you travel with a family, with a club, with a group, anything at all. This is a wonderful way to keep all your devices, up to four of them, charged while you are traveling or out and about. Strong recommendation and well worth the $20 U.S. price tag. I'll be using this right away because there's three of us traveling around right now, and no one will say, hey, when is it my turn to use the charger? Occasionally, you cannot get the lightning tip into your phone or your pad when you're using a specially thick or chubby case. Cable Jive has an answer for that also. Dock Extender. D-O-C-K-X-T-E-N-D-E-R. $26 in the U.S. And you can get it 2 feet, 6 feet for either the lightning or the 30 pin. It works really, really great, especially with all the new Apple Lightning Tip devices because it has an extra long extension on the Lightning part. Again, you've got to see the website to understand it, but never again, if you have a very chubby case like I do on my phone, you have to worry, will I be able to get the Lightning Tip into the device to charge it? So thank you, Cable Jive. Well done. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Nemo's Hardware Store will have more great stuff next show.
Thank you, John, once again for another Nemo's Hardware Store. Right at the time of this podcast, a cable drive power port that wasn't available in the UK, but for those of you abroad, you can get it for around about $20. The cable drive 180cm version of the dock extender you can get in the UK for $28.95. And again, offers may be out there or $32.95 in the USA and Canada at the time the show went out, like I've said earlier. And the 60cm version is £20.94 in the UK or $25. Of course, you can purchase all of this directly from the manufacturer. However, if you do use our Amazon affiliate link, if you purchase these cables or the dock extender or anything else, we get a very, very small amount of commission and that goes to help the show. So it's completely up to you. Support the business directly or support both the business and us via the Amazon link. Do you know what I got in my area today? In your area? Area, yeah. Is this family safe? Yeah, it's Question Amazon to ask? related. Amazon related. Oh, you haven't got one hour of you. We got, yeah, the two hour, the now, or Amazon Prime now, whatever it's called. Two hours, yes. Apparently, I can order something and it'll be here within two hours. And I look through what I could order. And it's quite impressive. Uh, no beer, though, unfortunately, which is the biggest drawback. But uh, yeah, I can like groceries and electronic gear, uh, things and clothing and, and, and stuff like that. No beer, much to the rejoicing of your local off-licence, who would have sadly missed you and come around and probably knocked on your door going, Mr. Bandit, are you, are you okay? Are, are you dead? <laughs> exactly. I did have that. My, well, an old curry house that I used to use a lot, like every every week. Um, they got my order wrong three times in a row. And being a typical Brit, I don't actually complain. I just go somewhere else. Uh, and so I started going somewhere else. And after about a month, I got a call from them saying, did we do something wrong? I went, no, no, no. I'm just not eating that many curries at the moment. <laughs> oh, you worse. Although I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm the same. Like I can't deal with confrontation. I'd rather send a letter after the event. Get some soup that's stone cold. They come to your table two minutes later. Is everything okay? Yes. Yeah. It's um. In fact, I don't say it's good. I say yeah, it's all right. It's passable. It's about you know, it's all there. And then if they if they pick up on the hint, then I'll tell them. But unless they pick up on the hint. I'll, uh, I'll send a sternly worded email, but I won't do a social tweet because I'm not that sort of person. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, people are oh, complaining on Twitter. Like, that's one of my pet peeves, as you know, which is why you just said it, actually. You know damn well that's one of my pet peeves. Like, I'm so important. I'm going to take to Twitter and complain because look at me. I'm going to complain to me. thousands of anonymous people. Glory. Oh, you bunch of. T- anyway. <laughs> I have to work out how to do the beep thing, especially after last week's show. Uh, very quickly then, uh, Apple debuts new 2 terabyte iCloud storage option for $19.99 per month, which seems incredibly pricey, considering you can get one terabyte for £7 or uh, was it $9 uh, from Dropbox and about $15 from Dropbox. So, yeah, yeah that's there. That's when it comes to these storage things for some reason, which is a shame, but... Um, well, the power of default, always. especially with Sierra, because it does the whole desktop sync thing, that hit me a yeah. bit by surprise. You don't realise how much junk you do store on your desktop. Not sure if I <laughs> completely like the idea of just syncing up the desktop. Maybe I would prefer documents, but hey-ho. So anyway, that's out there. Uh, what else are we going to... In fact, do you want to choose the next story out of the three, since I've chosen them all so far? Well, we can obviously do the tax one. Do you want to? Uh, that has you written all over it. This has got the green light of conspiracy and politics. No, it's not conspiracy, is it? It's not conspiracy. It's uh, it's just unfortunate fact. Uh, uh, like 
many years ago, uh, Ireland decided to try and entice businesses to its shores, it would offer a, a, a nice tax break virtually for these big companies that would come over there and and use their shores and banks and whatever to to store all their money. Um, so much so that Apple, <laughs> who had been there since 1980, I think it said, um, ended up paying in 2015 0.005% tax. <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, probably they should have been paying a little bit more than that. But uh, yeah, so anyway, it was still an agreement between Ireland and these various companies. And the EU have come along and said, you can't do that. That's illegal. You cannot offer like state um, rebates, basically what they're saying. It's so cheap that it's like state-assisted money. Uh, and they fined Apple um, about $14 billion. <laughs> I think it is, $14 billion in back pay and, and things like this. Now, strangely enough, Apple are not happy about this. Neither is America. Yeah, there there goes in Ireland. The, the shock horror of the whole story. Nobody's happy about spending money. Although I did hear that Tim Cook said that he would fight this if he thought the hearing wasn't done fairly. So it wasn't like he was oh, saying... They're going to fight anyway. No, I mean, no company would just go, okay, and own up to it. Um, you know they they do own money, yes. but it's a weird thing, isn't it? This is this is one of the things about Europe, unfortunately. Um, is you know I, Ireland thought that they they could do their own tax laws and and things. Well, no, because you're part of Europe. I'm afraid it doesn't work like that. You have to do what they tell you to, and now they're just getting a dose of it. Now, I, Europe have never done this before. They've been saying they're looking into it, but this is now the harsh reality, and what Ireland's going to have to face. And Apple is just the first one. But they're not the only people there. Amazon, uh, Amazon use it. Google use it, or Alphabet, as they now call themselves. Starbucks use it. McDonald's use it. Netflix use it. Basically, they are targeting. It sounds to me, and this is what America thinks as well. American companies. So, um, if they carry on doing that, I should expect America will decide that Europe needs a regime change in about three years. <laughs> uh, it it doesn't seem to be much different than when. Was it the, oh, blimey, let me think. It's It's been a long day. I took a cycle back with one of my work colleagues today, forgetting that he's like pretty much next to an Ironman, and there's me trying to keep up with him as he just flies up the hill. So I'm a little bit out of it this evening. I don't see what the difference is between this and when someone, say, like in California, they give a tax break to a company uh, to give them incentive to bring their business to the area. I mean, well, then, that's the point. There isn't. There isn't. That is it. That is what Ireland did. But that's not a, you can't do that under European law because they get to say what's what's what now. This so why is have what they only the just point. picked it up now then? What's the big who? Because they've been researching it. They say they've been researching it for three years. They haven't. They've been doing it much longer than that. It's it's just one of those things. And you know it, things are going on in Europe at the moment. I mean, we're about to leave. Well, we haven't yet, but in two or two plus years, we're about to leave it. And uh, that's going to be a big chunk of change coming out of of Europe when we leave. No matter how much you know they gave give us back, they're still going to lose our input, and they've got to find this money somewhere. And I don't think Europe's getting this money. This goes to Ireland, which is even more weird. That why Ireland turns around and says we don't want to do this because, <laughs> as far as they're concerned, all these big companies who have moved to Ireland are going to up sticks and, and move away. And it's also as as both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have said, they are going to look at the the importing the money back into America tax situation, no matter who wins, 
there might not be much need for this sort of thing much longer because if these American companies think that, oh, look, we're now getting treated fairly with our billions and billions and billions of dollars, now we can all move it back to home uh, where we can use it on, on stuff that we want to use in our homeland. There might not be that much of demand for places like Ireland. Maybe that's also why the European Union is pushing it now. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. You never know what's going on. And Apple are going to um, appeal against this. And uh, strangely enough, Ireland's going to appeal against it, which is so confusing to me. But... Uh, and that will take like years and years and years. And they'll probably never pay that entire amount because, you know, deals will get done. It will get sliced up and it will get chopped down. And while that one's going on, they'll go after someone else and that will hit the headlines. And then they'll go after someone else and that will hit the headlines. Uh, and it's just one of those situations. I mean, these companies do probably don't pay enough tax. They don't pay enough. It's not an argument about it. It's their job trying not to pay taxes. Unfortunately, you try not paying your tax and see what happens to you. Yeah, I'm just reading it. It says, under EU rules, it is illegal for countries to give financial help to some companies and not others in a way that distorts fair competition. So, yeah. uh, in the background then, do we think that Samsung have maybe kicked this off behind the scenes to say, well, we make a phone. Where's our tax break? But let's not go into some Samsung. Because they'll be, they'll, if they've got the same deal, they'll be on that list at some point. They're not an American company, granted. But they'll certainly be looking at them to... Uh, if they have got the same situation going on, they'll certainly be looking at them to fix that situation. It's just this is the first one. Apple's the the biggest one, so you you go after the biggest one, and then it all makes it so much easier to go after the ones further down. And I'm not I'm not defending Apple. Apple should pay tax. It's as simple as that. They should pay tax if they're in a country uh, they're earning revenue from Europe and all the all, all us. Like you know, the Apple stores are protected by police. Uh, you know, the courts are there to. to the people, the you know, the it's lights. It's just all the about outside. the. It's just all about the timing. Yeah. Everyone knows that this loophole has existed. Everyone knows that it's been going on. Everybody knows that all these big corporations have been doing this well, for years politics. and years and years. And then well, what that's happens? That's, that's that's fine. It's politics. Timing timing's always going to be there. It doesn't matter because it's always time. So it doesn't matter if it's this week or next year. It will always be something going on around that time. It's just now's now's the time. So I won't worry too much about timing. I mean, let's face it, if, if, if Apple was in a situation where $14 billion would, would kill them, or euros, whatever it is, then that would be a whole different argument. But they're not. They could just pay that off. It'll hurt, no matter how much money they've got. It's, it's like a huge chunk of change for them. But I do not believe they'll ever pay that much anyway, because they've got some of the best lawyers on the planet. And you've got a massive force behind this. You know, you've got EU, EU Commission on one side, and you've got United States, you've got Ireland themselves who, who are saying, no, we don't want it, we're fine. What? What are you talking about? But anyway, but you've just come out, you've had a recession, you're in austerity just as much as Britain is. Um, you need money. I mean, this, this apparently could fund their, their national health for a year or, or something. Well, let's not forget, I mean, Ireland were in an economical, you know, crapper of a situation a couple of years ago then they were absolutely on the backside so of course they're going to want to fight this because you know let's face it their economy over there isn't exactly you know booming and the price of a pint yeah, of guinness if they if, my God. if they'd taken the tax if they'd taken the 12 percent tax like they would they might not have been in that situation as much instead of just charging 0.005 if they were actually charging 12 percent like they should have been uh, according to you know the powers that be 
maybe they wouldn't have had that big of issue. But then again, you have to ask yourself, well, would that, would would um, the company move there in the first place? Then I mean, I know they moved there in the app in the eighties, but would they have continued to pump their money and store their money in, in that area? Probably not. I mean, that's the thing. We're out of Europe now. We could become this next holding block for this part of the world. Who knows? But we will not have to answer to Europe because we are no longer in it. It's one. That's one of the benefits of coming out. You know, there's probably loads of benefits for staying in, but we we decided to come out, and and now we get to choose our own destiny. No matter if that's a, a, a positive destiny or, or a negative destiny, we we've chose it, and now we get to see how it plays out. That's just that's life. That's politics. Well, speaking of destiny, have you ever been interested in playing that game on the Xbox or PlayStation or whatever it's on, or No Man's Sky? Right, uh, that's killed the segue to this next story. Then, what about do you? I know you do quite a bit of TV OS gaming. Have you ever thought about Mac OS gaming, or is it just because you're you hard? Yeah. Do you- if 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 this thing came come out, what you're about to refer to, and it's at a reasonable price, I would be interested in it. Well, to so what I'm referring to is a new Kickstarter campaign by Wolfie Pro, which is aiming to bring GTX 950 and GTX 970 external graphics processing units to the MacBook Pro. The units are designed to drastically decrease, increase, decrease, no, I won't be right, increase the machine's performance by approximately tenfold. Basically, what you've got here is an external box connected to your MacBook Pro with a G, with an NVIDIA GTX 950 or 970, and apparently it's going to run four times faster than a MacBook Pro with an M370X GPU. Basic specs, 780... So no one cares about this. It's going to have three 1.3 DisplayPort outputs and one HDMI. Now, I've had this idea many, many years ago, which, of course, some people are bound to say, yes, Mark, of course you did. But it just makes sense to go modular computing in a way that Apple can. But I really didn't think that the uh, that DisplayPort or Thunderbolt or whatever they're going to use could carry that much bandwidth so i need to have a look into this a little bit more the gtx 950 is going to cost 499 dollars and the gtx 970 is going to cost 599 dollars so you you are paying a, a third more than i guess you would be paying just for the graphics cards because it's got a big chip in there and a bit of software um, yeah probably half of that is just for the licensing on the ports <laughs> yeah any interest to you whatsoever? I, if it works, if it's like nice and easy, because they just show themselves plugging it into a laptop and then booting up some game. Uh, I show you it running on the MacBook with without it plugged in and then with it plugged in. Without it plugged in, it's all jerky. All, all they've, they've knocked up all the specs, all the graphical specs on it. So it goes, eh, 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 eh. and then when they plug this box in, it just, well, I wouldn't say it's ultra smooth. I don't, I'm not sure what frame rate they shot the video at, but it looked it looks a lot smoother than than previously, and uh, I don't know. It would be good, wouldn't it? If you if you've got if you've got a laptop, because they don't put the best graphics cards in those things, it would be interesting. Um, I, maybe if they do this, it adds some credence to that rumor not so long ago about the the screen with the graphics inside the screen. So you hook it up to your MacBook, and that handles all the graphics. Well, the thing is, so maybe could- it is possible. Who's going to handle the drivers for this? Because as far as I'm aware, and again, feel free to let me know via the uh, Accenture app on the Twitter, there aren't there isn't really much in the way of NVIDIA drivers that would handle this on a Mac. So I wonder what they're well, no, doing. Isn't it, just, isn't it just using the stuff that's already out there in top-end Macs? Isn't that the whole point? I have no idea. 
So it's basically like having a Mac, a Mac Pro at your fingertips. You're basically turning your MacBook graphically into the same powerhouse as a Mac Pro. Yeah, but the Mac Pro is 80... I thought the Mac Pro is 80i. Yeah, but it's, it's still going to come down to the, the sheer, you know, the, the graphics. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there would be a driver issue. I mean, because I think they're trying to stick probably with OpenGL and, and stuff like that. I don't think it's any... Any, I'm not seeing anything that's making me think there'll be issues, but you know, I'm, I'm not sure. You'd have to wait and see till it comes out. Uh, oh, they say we, they've got it up and running, so I'd be very interested to see what it will actually work with when it's released. It's it could be a way to get some decent performance out of the aging kit, which probably Apple won't uh, be too happy about. But Hopefully, if it comes out, if I get some spare cash, I might plonk down the money for it. But that would mean getting a new MacBook Pro. Uh, right. What a thing. What have we got? Where are we on, on the story schedule? Let's just go and have a well, quick... Well, no. I mean, we can like look forward. We'll look ahead till next week. What we expect yes, to come out. Yes. Good point. I was about to jump into Worth of the Chirp then, because I'm just that excited that my soundboard's working. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, sorry. Saranak has just sent me a message now to say, will we be doing Rumor Roundup and uh, Predictive Bingo? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. No, because that's copyrighted. <laughs> we'll do... You're not, you're not nicking that idea, you bugger. <laughs> iPhone jackpot joy. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm going to have to think of a name now. Right. Crowdsourcing. Again, uh, Central Apple, if you have any ideas for a new segment. For what? Um, iPhone bingo. No. Oh, iPhone bingo. Uh, we never did iPhone bingo. I don't know what that is. You can have that because I don't know what it is. Oh, there we are then. Sorted. Don't, we'll get that done for next year when the I, when the I was iPhone 10 comes out. You might as well bling and start while talk about that. So yes, as everyone probably knows by now, the invites have gone out for the Apple event next week, which is on the 7th. I don't, is that, when is that? What day is that? Why do I not know anything today? Wednesday. Why do you not? Well, today? Well, this next Wednesday. Oh, I know why I'm confused, because Son of Zorn is coming out on the 5th, which is going to be another worth a oh. twerp, worth a chirp okay. even. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I even know what that is. What? Oh, his chair makes him. He's done it. Sorry about that. Ah, uh, so I'm in a new room and I, I can't touch my. I can't walk on the floor. I can't close the door. I can't move my mouse. So it's yeah. This has been a fun recording episode. So obviously we're going to get new iPhones. I don't think we're going to see much in a way of impressiveness, but it'll be an impressive spec bump. What about iPads? Do you think the what? What? I tell you what. Here's a question. Um, what are Apple going to do with the iPad Air two? Are they going to spec bump it, or is it going to be the baby version of the iPads? I don't. Um, what was the what's the last iPad to come out? Was that iPad four? I'm so confused now with their naming convention. The new iPad. Got, yeah, I, I reckon that one will fall off because that can't do anything of the new stuff. So I reckon iPad Air two will go, and it'll just be replaced by. I don't know, the iPad 4. I'm not sure what the last one they was up to on the 9.7 So because they bought out the Pro version, and I'm not sure. They need one below that because that's a bit expensive. And they need to keep one on for you know people who want to go low-end. I'm not sh- just not sure the iPad 2 will cut it anymore, that's all. Um, what are they going to do with the iPad, um, the iPad Air Mini? Is that what they call it now? No, oh. I just call it the iPad Mini. Oh, the iPad but, um, Mini. Again, I reckon that didn't get... That just got last time... That's just got a spec bump, uh, which is probably all it will get this time as well. I don't. I reckon they'll just say, "Oh, the new Mini will come out with a slightly faster processor," and they'll just bump it up a little bit, drop off probably the iPad two 
uh, Mini 2, which is the one I've got, and uh, and say that's it. So that will be that range. They just hang on. They just hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That well, look how long the iPad Air, look how long the iPad 2 was around for. That, that, yeah. just, that thing just never seemed to disappear. I know, but they, they work. So as long as they work with their new OSs, I, I felt, you know, there's no there's no real issue to get rid of them because it hardly probably doesn't hardly cost them anything to make them now because they've had the same machine running for years and years and years. It probably costs virtually nothing to knock them out. Uh, but obviously, they, and you know, iPads don't sell as well now as they used to, and they still haven't figured out when the, uh, you know, when people will buy new ones. Because even me, I, I don't buy iPads every year. I do it every two or three years because they just last so well because they're not actually doing yeah, much think, high-end stuff, are they? So? No, I think people are willing to accept that their iPad isn't going to do the latest, greatest, latest, greatest new shiny thing I don't, up into a point. I don't think they... Yeah, but I don't think they need it to do the because there isn't much latest, greatest stuff. I mean, there's stuff that they all can do it. It's just they do it a little bit slower. Like the iPad Pro is is incredibly fast and blistering and stuff like that. And it's a fantastic piece of kit. And I do not know how long I will have that device before I'm ever going to need to to replace it and refresh it. I, I, I can just see it lasting forever because... You know, I, I write a bit on it. I, I play some games and I browse the internet and do emails and Twitters and things like that. Seriously, that that, that could probably last the rest of my life. As You know, even when the OS goes beyond it, it, it's so well built. There's a lot of longevity there. And, you know, Barry's, like I say, Barry's mum has, has got the old iPad, Barry's old iPad, and she loves it because she just does Facebook and email and things like that on it. I mean, most people... That's all they do. I don't want a bit sound condescending or anything, but most people just use Facebook and WhatsApp and, and things like that. They don't they don't use the full potential of what these things could do because they just have no interest, which is fair enough. I was going to talk, move swiftly on, I was going to talk about the new MacBooks, but I have big news. I got a reply from none other than John Gruber. Mm. I know, I was I well that. chuffed. I couldn't believe it, me. Pokey old little essential apple got a ret- um, not a retweet, a reply from the Gruber. Because, uh, what's it? Who's, couple- that? Who's that then? <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't take this away from me, Carl. <laughs> don't, we don't have many successes on this show. Don't take this away. Well, that's nothing. Brian Brushwood followed me on Twitter. Where's been marking <laughs> our clip for who? Is that, that's not the same as Brian Butterfield, is it? No, Brian Brushwood. He used to be on Twitter and stuff. Oh, cool yeah. Cutters. Yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That? Yeah, exactly. Yes. You had to take it away from me, didn't you? Had to upstage no, I didn't. me. I did. What did he say? What did he say? Did he uh, agree with everything you said? No. <laughs> Basically, what it was, um, I put out a tweet saying, because in his show, he was on about this whole, this whole OLED strip shenanigans thing that seems to be going on. Uh, if I could work out how to work Tweetbot, which I can't. So basically, I sent him a tweet saying, what about having the OLED strip that's allegedly going to go where the function keys are? Why not have that represent the dock? And he went, that wouldn't work. You need to be on the dock, the dock, sorry, you need the dock on the screen so you can drop stuff onto it, auto control click to see a menu. Well, that's that idea killed. But our very own Matt Barn, who's apparently our Apple super spy, he didn't think of that, did he? Oh no, I got a reply from John Gruber. That'll do me. But why would you have asked Mark? Why would you have asked Matt that anyway? It 
was an idea. We were. That's the whole point of the show, isn't it? To ask questions, put out a bit of speculation. No? No, I don't know, is it? Okay. Well, we're going to try and find ourselves doing something. Blimey. We have different agendas. <laughs> well, this show is certainly never going to be classed as being informative, so you might as well be speculative. Speculative. Oh, that's right. There's loads of bloody shows out there not informative. They think they are, but they're not. It's great. We can be one of them. Yeah, yeah what? We think we're, we think we're great, but we're not one of those shows. Well, yeah. Oh, God, there's even more of them. <laughs> Do we think we're going to see uh, a big rev up refresh of the MacBook? Uh, no, I don't. I think because Mac OS comes out normally the following month from iOS, I've, either they'll do, if it is a big redesign, they might do a smaller event in October when they release Mac OS. Um, they could, who knows, though? They could announce it towards the end. They could just say, yeah, these are coming out later in the year. Um, they could do that with a watch. Who knows? I, I, that's the thing. I don't know. There's so many rumors now. There's so many supposedly things being photographed and rumors and stuff like that. They could announce it because um, the rumor was that they were meant to announce it at WWDC and it got pushed back because it wasn't ready. And so this time's coming around now. And this was last time, the last thing they announced for, for the end of the year. But every now and again, they do do one in October. So who knows? It's, it's, it's tricky. But I won't get... I, I don't like these these pieces that are starting to say, well, Apple Apple's losing its mojo because it can't hit release date, can't hit ship date, ship dates. And I'm thinking it hasn't given a ship date. You're just going by rumors who say this thing should be out already. Well, this Pratt that wrote the rumor doesn't know diddly squat. He doesn't work for Apple. He's some guy sitting in his bedroom or an office somewhere. He doesn't know jack poop. Right, so stop listening to them because Apple haven't missed a ship date until they announce the ship date and then they miss it. Doesn't work the other way around. Also, with this, now we're in this age of open betas for the new Mac OS. Surely, someone somewhere would have, if they'd gone through the kext or the key strings or all those sort of things. Surely, someone would have found something to. They did. They did. Uh, Someone's found some code that possibly relates to an OLED screen. I'm not quite sure what it what it actually said because it's way beyond my pay grade. But apparently, yeah, someone did discover something. Let's not forget, we've had keyboards. I've had screens and displays on them before. Logitech did a gaming keyboard with an LCD display mm-hmm. on it, yeah. and it was pretty useless. Yeah, great. You could show your FPS on there or your ammo hit counter, which didn't make any sense because you have to see your eyes off the screen exactly. and then focus That's- back. That is exactly it. So, and if it is an LED screen and it is customizable, then that'll be down to the individual. I got to imagine the individual app makers to 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 furnish whatever is being displayed, unless there's something Apple have done themselves that just takes hidden options off. I don't know the one of the menus that are you know hidden away and makes it just there. I mean, I see it. Everyone talks about it. It sounds like a fantastic idea. Oh, look, this keyboard. Is adjusting itself to what I want it to do, but well, what exactly is it going to do? I don't know. I, that's what a lot of people are getting very excited about it, but I've still somewhat yeah. But a confused. lot of people got excited about the the future was going to be curved displays in. Oh, like, and yeah. I, yeah, but that's, I was, there was another. There was a um, there was something come out about customer uh, what customers valued in <laughs> in in their devices, and the top things are memory or how much you know space is on that phone uh the quality of the camera the clarity of the screen uh, and and basically all the things that apple hit every single time 
and they were asked, like, do you like the curvature of the screen? And they go, well, it's nice, but it's not important. So this piece was implying that Apple, although it looks like Apple is falling behind, they still focus on what most consumers want in a phone rather than the aesthetics. But I don't, again, I think it comes down to a personal choice. If you want wraparound screens, then go with Amazon. If you don't, doesn't go with iPhone. It doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, however, you've got, if you've got Macs at home, you might as well go for an iPhone because an Android's not going to work that well with it. Then we've got the Apple Watch, which may or may not have GPS, but let's face it, 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 it prob- GPS is a good idea until you start getting into the practicalities of battery life. And even though there's that rumor that came out this week where was it they're going to go from stuff like, was it 264 or 224 up to 300 plus? Yeah, granted, yes. that's. I don't know how the public would perceive that you get a bigger battery. But then if you shoved a GPS in it, you'd still get the same battery life. But then that's what they do with the iPhone. They aim yeah, for that magic yeah. 10 out. They aim for that's that what, 10 hours. As long as they, they hit do. that 10 hours. That's, although. What they, that's what they do. They have a figure in for how long battery should be, and they try and hit that. And not try and hit that with everything turned off. They try and hit that under normal use. And normally they exceed it. I wish it had today. I was, well, I was out today at work in the middle of nowhere. I was about... A quarter of a mile from my mast because the mast kept going on and off on and off i could actually watch my battery indicator just go 10 oh yeah that's, nine. Not, that's not gps is it no but uh, yeah i'm just talking about battery feasibility would do we if you had to give a sorry let's try that again if we had to give a percentage on the likelihood of gps in the apple watch what would you give 100 percent. really that's yeah, surprising because they if they if they are going to reduce produce another one they need to differentiate it somehow and gps is the most obvious one because that's what everybody was clamoring for when the original one came out i, I can't imagine it would have lte or any sort of sim based thing in there because that's far too early uh the ones that have tried that so far you talk about battery drain they just go within hours it just would not work uh currently i don't think but gps is normally fairly okay i mean it depends what kind of GPS they use because Apple tends to use the one where it's looking for the SS, SSID signals of your surroundings and things like that to assist it to track you down quicker um, because there's these companies go around and map the areas where you live and they, they suck in all the SSID signatures and then, and then all it does is you report back and say, I'm picking up these signatures. Where am I? And chances are they pinpoint you down. How scary? Isn't that scary? That's kind of scary in a kind of way because they know where you are based on all the SSID signatures it's picking up around you. It's like an episode of 24 where they find someone by triangulating the signatures. Yeah, which is why when you sometimes turn on, you get that massive big circle because it knows you're roughly in this area and then it'll go and it will like scale, scale down, scale down, scale down. Any other big features that you've heard of or you'd like to see to come any of the well, products? What, what would be your, right, I'm going to get the credit card out, no questions asked moment? I'm doing that anyway, but <laughs> it'll be the camera, won't it? I mean, the camera for me, and it's not necessarily the still photography because that's fine. I mean, most people, most people when they take uh, photos, they're just using like little pocket cameras anyway before the iPhone came along. So the fact that they now carry along with them pocket cameras effectively and and the only thing that lets them down most of the time still is low light if they can fix the low light aspect but that's a holy grail for all all these cameras like you know i went out with my friends and they had an android thing camera 
uh, phone, sorry, and the way that solved it was just blinding us with this freaking LED light that I just couldn't see after they took the photo. It was so bright. And when you look at us in the photo, we just look like spaced out nutters because we were we were just blinded by it. I couldn't believe this little box could shoot such a powerful light. But, you know, Apple tries to do it with software and it's it's it doesn't doesn't always succeed where it doesn't succeed most of the time. So you get a horrible noise effect going on. But if they can fix that, that would be fantastic. But the part I'm most interested in is the video stuff, the videography stuff, because some of the images that you can capture on a phone in, in a 4K, um, especially if you use an app like Filmic Pro, are just astounding. I mean, my, my dad's got, uh, he goes out and shoots with a proper ca- a camcorder, you know, not, not top of the range or anything, but it's about six, 700 quid camcorder. And he's just blown away with what my iPhone can produce. Um, obviously, you can't zoom unless you do 4K. Then you can sort of zoom in to make it 1080p. But you know, you're always going to have that problem when you can't go along the the X um, direction. You know, you can't go depth. You can't pull focus and things like this. But um, I don't know if they can somehow fix that with supposedly this twin lens camera rig that they've got. It'll be interesting to see, but you know, because the rumors are circulating because of the infight, it's got that bokeh effect going on where it's all soft light circles that people, some people are interpreting, interpreting, oh, it will have focus, it will have autofocus and out of focus and all that stuff. So wait and see. Do you reckon they will introduce a new range of iPhones? So they'll have three models, or are they just going to concentrate on the two top flagships? I don't know. There's a possibility they could bring out an SE replacement, but. I'd, I'd, I'm not sure. It might be still too new. They might leave that for a six-month cycle, like six months further on. Uh, I reckon it'd be just two, just there is now. Maybe introduce one or two new colors, like there's rumors of a blue one and a black one. If if it comes out, comes out a choice of them, I think I'd go for blue, or if not, black. Um or if not space gray, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, because because that's you know they are saying that case is not going to be that different from the old one, apart from the the, the um, aerial lines are going to vanish because they're going to mold them into the frame. So if you want to show that you've got the new latest and greatest, you've really got to go for a different color. So that means they will probably offer us a different color. Well, I'll tell you what I want from a phone is something that's not made out of blinking Teflon. Make it holdable in my hands. That's all I want. Take away <laughs> the battery life, make it slimmer, make it fatter, take away the headphone port. I don't care make it so i can hold it in my hands without thinking it's gonna go it's gonna go oh there it's gone once again my iphone has hit the ground and i've scratched i have never ever dropped one iphone in my life i have no idea how people seen the size of your hands that's why okay granted but you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Most people put cases on them anyway, big bulky cases as well. Um, you should see the ones Matt's got in like bloody full rubber guard thing. It's, uh, it's like he's carrying around an iPad mini with him most of the time. So Matt's into course, we've got, rubber is what you're saying. We'll leave that one in. Then we, it comes down to the ear, uh, the earphone socket. So chances are I think that's going to go. Uh, and I'm just really looking forward to hearing their story as to why it's been replaced. I'm not going to call judgment on it. I don't use it personally because I got Bluetooth headphones. Um, so I'm not bothered one way or the other, to tell you the truth. But I'm sure there'll be a section of the audience, uh, sorry, customers who will be upset about it, but then just don't buy it if that's the case. You know, it's no, it's no, no one's putting a gun to your head. I don't understand 
all the hoo-ha about it. You're getting upset about something you're not going to buy. So, okay, don't buy it. This, this is quite simple. If they release an iPhone with headphone port, what headphone port, what would you go for? They're, they're both exactly got the iPhones. They're new. They're spankingly flashy and all that sort of stuff. They've got the same specs. But one, let's say, costs $50 more and has is wireless only, so you can't, has it got a headphone jack. One that has legacy technology in it, where would you go? Well, I'd have to go to the new one. What's the point? I don't, I don't like standing still or going backwards. No, it's, well. a, it's the same phone. Yeah, all the same you just spec. said it isn't. No, you just said it I isn't. Did. I did. I said two phones that are the same. Yeah, but you said one has got the newest, latest and greatest, like, no earphone jack in it so it's obviously yeah. got something else in it I've, i would just take it out so you couldn't plug earphones at all into it so well that's apparently what they're gonna do just to make it slimmer so would you go for <laughs> okay let's try the same question slightly differently if they buy the iphone and one was a wireless edition where it came with wireless headbuds and no headphone jack would you go with that over the one with the headphone jack depends what the one with out their headphone jack is offering. There's got to be something other than we've taken a hole out of it. That's what I'm saying. Um, perhaps they won't. Perhaps they won't say anything. Perhaps they'll just say, and you'll get Bluetooth headphones or you get lightning headphones or, or, or whatever. We don't know. That's the point. We've only got a week to wait. We can wait that long. We've been waiting all this time. This rumor has been flying around for years. So ever since they put the lightning port in, this rumor's been going around. So... Um, there are things they can do with that lightning port, um, like noise cancellation and things like this. But uh, you can also do that with a headphone jack as well. So just wait and see. Right. Well, I think we've covered that enough in the time that we've got available. So we'll move on to Worth a Chirp. <laughs> do you want to take it away first this week then, Carl? Yes, I'm going to go for the Elabef for, <laughs> for Apple the Watch. So, Elabef. Is that not Elabef? So Elabef, Elabef, who knows? It's Reuters and Reuters all over again. But this is um, a woven nylon strap for the Apple Watch. So, Apple obviously do their official 40 quid one, uh, which is a bit excessive, I think, for a piece of nylon, but who knows? I'm sure it's made wonderfully. But the Elabef one, now I'll go your one, is 15 quid. And it's it's lovely. I, I put I got it on my watch at the moment. I hardly feel it on my wrist at all. It's not itchy or anything. I'm not allergic to anything that's you know it's made from, which is good. It's very light. Uh, they do the full range of colours that you can you can get pretty much from Apple, uh, and it looks pretty stylish. And it's on Amazon at the moment. I say for fifteen quid. How many watch straps have you got these days? About ten. <laughs> I also got a metal one. I got a metal class class one for twenty quid. But um, I haven't worked out how to put the pin back in yet. So when you so go to the fiddly. pub, you end up accessorizing what uh, Apple Watch. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth things. Oh, I've got, a, I've got one of those wristband ones. So, uh, yeah, you could. That's that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's so easy to customize, and you can just pick these straps up for between ten and twenty quid. Sometimes thirty. Some of the newer ones, but um, they are literally perfect copies of what Apple does. They're just not. If you feel them, if you see how, you know, feel them, how they're made, they're not made as well. But from from a visual representation, they look exactly the same. Cool. And of course, that's going to be in the show notes, along with the Amazon affiliate links. If you do like it, go buy them. Uh, I'm, in fact, you did an article for Essential Apple a while back, and I'm going to have to go and buy one of them. Because as much as I like my Fluoro Lastima band, 
it does get a bit sweaty. I'm thinking, yeah, yes. it needs to have a bit I of a change. He's tried his nylon ones out. Did, did he not get... I would have thought that nylon would have been worse being a bit sweaty no. and a bit itchy, does I it? Mean, yeah, it does get sweaty, but it's, it's, it, it's not, it doesn't get the same sort of level of sweat as those Euro plolly, whatever the hell they are ones. Is it machine washable? Do you have to put it on a light wash or do you have machine to hand washable. wash it? <laughs> I, I never wash it. It's a strap. I never wash my straps. Yeah, but I, wash it. I wipe them down with a little... Just stuff like, that gets there. onto your hand in all that sort of area. You've got to wash no. something like that. No, I don't. I don't. I just wipe them. Right there, my worth of chirp this week. Well, for a change, I have two. Now, as mentioned on the latest episode of the MyMac.com podcast, I'm using a really nifty little app called, as he brings it up on the screen, Magnet. Now, Magnet takes split-screen view one step further. Now, as you know, you can have stuff on the left, you can have stuff on the right. But what about if you would automatically arrange things on the bottom left or the bottom right or top left, top right, so on, so forth, or maybe you want half of the screen covered horizontally or vertically? Well, Magnet will let you do just that. And it's in the App Store now with 80% off, and it'll cost you about 99 cents, I guess, or 80p for here of us in the UK. My second pick is a TV show. Yes, we can have those on as well, as long as we don't do too many, I suppose. This one follows on from Eastbound in Down. When I say follows on, it's got the same character in it. And as you know, if you listen to this show, Kenny Powers is a bit of a hero of mine. And Danny McBride has kind of brought back a similar-ish character in a TV show available on Sky Atlantic or HBO called Vice Principles. Long story short... The head principal retires, two people in place for his job, they don't trust him, they get another principal in and you kind of see them trying to take her down and the more they try and take her down, the more beloved she gets by the staff, the students and everyone else. And you see these two sort of get more socially ambiguous and they start going off and alienating people. It's a really, really good show. It tells a good story. It's not suitable for the kiddies, really. Uh, but yeah, that's my recommendation, and that's available, like I said, on Sky Atlantic or on HBO. I didn't know we could just pick out favourite films and TV shows. I've got to pick Star Wars next week. Well, what, what Rogue? Well, no, we've had that one, haven't we? Well, not Rogue One, we have. I want to go back and watch it, because I'm not sure if I was too keen on a new Star Wars film in hindsight. How dare you? I'm going to go back. I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm just going to oh. see... I don't know. I want to see it from a, a fresh perspective with a couple of beers, to say, was I just watching this with rose-tinted glasses? Well, how, yes. many, how, many times have you, how many times have you re-watched it? About eight, eight times now. And you know what, Carl? Mm-hmm. Somehow, I think we've made it to an end of a show. So, how can people get a hold of you, if they so wish to? Get a hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101, or over on the Mac and Forth show, even though I haven't done one for the last week and a half. I've got to get my finger out and get something done. Sorry about that. Anyone who's t- tuning in, waiting to see a new episode. As always, Carl, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show. You can get hold of Carl on his show, which is the Mac and Forth show. Go find it on iTunes or via macandforth.com. Thank you to Mr. John Nemo from mymac.com for Nemo's hardware store. And finally, you can catch up with me and the world of Apple news via EssentialApple.com. If you want to get a bit more intimate, there's the Twitter, which is at EssentialApple. Or come and join our good community of people and fine folks on the Google Plus and Facebook. So until next week, when we get to see what rumours are going to be quashed in what's new in the world of Apple, cheerio, everyone.
Ciao. Ciao.